the nips are getting prickly. Let's go. Football season is here. 60s yesterday's, 60s this morning. It's getting cool. It's getting brisk. The sun's going down early in the morning. Football season is fucking coming. Let's go. Best time of the year. We got holidays. We got football. We got cold weather. Oh, let's fucking go. I'm jacked up. This one might be a little bit long. We're going big preseason game three Patriot breakdown. We're going to do a little defense first, then bump over to offense. Starting off, outside linebackers looking beautiful. We got Jamie Collins, Kyle Van Noy starting. Then we got Chase Winovich, John Simon backing them up. Van Noy got banged up a little bit. I think he's going to be all right for the start of the regular season. Chase Winovich got a little more playing time than John Simon, but I think they're both going to be very reliable backups. Winovich, I know we were, I had a big time boner for him after preseason game two. He got kind of stuffed. He didn't look so dominant last night like we talked about. His discipline, his, you know, he didn't overcommit on the pass, excuse me, on the passing downs. He didn't go too far upfield. He kept his pocket integrity, but he got stuffed. He could not get separation. Those hands did not look quite as quick this week. He pretty much got swallowed up, didn't have a lot of effective plays. Same thing on the run. I mean, he fought, kept his contain, but yeah. No plays made for Chase Winovich. That was a little discouraging. That was a little discouraging. Mixed in with the ones more. Yeah. You were hoping he was going to play better, but one preseason game. Guy's got time. Looks like he'll be coming off the bench. It's a good role. He'll be getting tons of reps. Collins is going to be playing outside, inside. Van Noy, older. He could be banged up. Plenty of opportunity for Chase Winovich. Hope to see more from him during the season, but he'll be a backup at least to start. Michael Bennett, pretty interesting. With all that outside linebacker depth, it looks like Belichick and the Patriots are going to try to manufacture a little bit of inside pressure. They moved Michael Bennett to the inside for most of the times he was there, trying to get up that center rush. They also blitzed Donta Hightower up the middle exclusively. They didn't bring him off the edge at all, and they did it a couple of times. I was also encouraged. The outside linebackers subbing in a lot. Defensive linemen subbing in not a lot. Bentley and Hightower did not come out. Those two were in there the entire first half. That was that was good to see. Their conditioning is on fucking point. Those boys, I mean, I'm sure they were huffing wind by the end of it, but they looked great. They didn't come off the fucking field. To have those anchors right in the middle of the field like that, I think that's going to be huge for our front seven. Love that. Love those guys. Like I said, Lawrence Guy had a little pressure up the middle. Cohort had a, I don't even know who, he's like some second, third year. I'd never heard of him before, but he had a nice run stuff to start the game. <sighs> That's my bad. Title of the last podcast was supposed to be Chung, C-H-U-N-G. I said Ching. I apologize for that. I don't know how to edit it. That was a big time mistake. Harmon started preseason game three. Talked about it a little bit. I still don't know much about the chunk thing. Some people are saying he's going to be good to go for one week. He just pled not guilty, which makes me think this is going to be a whole drawn-out legal proceeding, and I don't know if the NFL steps in on that. Seems like the Patriots knew about this. Chung came forward, told them about it, so I don't think they're super upset with him. I don't know if they're really going to penalize him at all. I think there's a chance, I don't know, and if they don't, Then does the NFL come in and punish him? I don't know. This is very weird. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with Chung. 
I think I'm good with Harmon starting as backup. Harmon's been around the Patriots forever. He's the king of fucking... Oh, I fucking hated him when he came out. He's the king of just getting tipped interceptions. He never picks off the ball himself, but if a ball is tipped in the air, nine out of ten times, Deron Harmon's coming in and intercepting that tipped ball. Guy's got a nose for the football. I don't know about his defensive playing skills, but yeah, he'll be all right. We'll figure that out when eventually... Interesting, Jonathan Jones was the starting third cornerback over J.C. Jackson. He was playing some slot. Looked pretty good. Um, A lot of hype on J.C. Jackson last year, but looking like he could be the fourth corner. I don't know. I'm sure they'll fight that out, but that would be my assumption. If he's not playing third corner in this game, he's not going to be doing it in the regular season. First string played the whole first half, like we said. Second half, Jawan Williams, second-round pick. Oh, this guy's been doing it all fucking preseason, and he did it again last night. He tackles like a motherfucker. Dude's, what, he's six foot, six foot three? I don't fucking know. Zolak was comparing him to Brandon Browner. This is a big boy, and he likes to shove his nose in the fucking action. I like this kid. This kid's going to develop. He's got aggression. That's what you need. Some corners are a little small. They like to play more of that seven on seven. Not Joan fucking Williams. That's a football player. Belichick's going to like this kid. This kid's going to get playing time eventually. We got tons of depth at corner. It might not happen this year. Wouldn't be shocked. Someone's probably going to get injured, unfortunately, at some point. Jawan Williams. We got depth at cornerback. This kid's going to be special. Love Jawan Williams. Offense. I mean, did I call it or did I call it? Pats are rumored to have offered a first-round draft pick for Trent Williams, left tackle of the Washington R-Words. I mean, I said it, and then it happened. The uh, Washington's such a dysfunctional fucking dummy of a team. They still think that they're going to get him back and that this is some negotiation, and then it's all, like, Washington's not getting the fucking message. Trent Williams is just not playing for them this year. If he's sitting on the bench the whole year, fine. He's not playing for that team. Guaranteed. I think eventually, week one, week two, week three, week four, I'd say latest by week four, Washington eventually caves and realizes that they're not going to sign this guy. I I mean, I guess I give them props. They got to try. But once they start getting rolling in the regular season, they're, who knows, Dwayne Haskins starts the season, comes in late. It's going to be a shit show in Washington this year. I think eventually they trade Williams. They're going to realize it's not their year. They're going to start, well, not tanking, but they're going to start losing a lot of fucking games. So I think eventually they do trade Trent Williams. If we have that first round pick out there hopefully we can snag him Zolak said Isaiah Wynn moves down to guard a lot of people in the draft said Isaiah Wynn was going to be a guard he's a smaller guy I don't love that he's injured last year he's learning left tackle this year then he's got to go to guard I don't like all that movie for a guy all that moving for a guy who's only been in the league like I mean practicing in the league for less than a year it's that's a lot but supposedly guard is the easiest position to switch to. I don't think that means it's easy to switch to it, but we got Dante Skarnacki, the fucking godfather of offensive line coaching, so someone, Pats also, they do expect that. I think they put that up front. Every lineman's expected to be able to switch positions and be versatile. Lineman, defense, offense, special teams. If you play for the Patriots, you better be a versatile fucking football player. So, don't be surprised. Trent Williams comes in at left tackle. Isaiah Wynn bumps down to guard. I like Isaiah Wynn. He's been looking pretty good on the pass coverage. Though for a smaller guy, you expect him 
to be a little more nimble, a little more agile, a little better in space. Goes out for a screen pass <clears throat> for Dorsett, which I get it's tough to like get out there to block for a slot receiver. Like you got to be quick, but he just fucking whiffed on Andre Jackson, talented number one corner for the Carolina Panthers. But that's a block that Isaiah Wynn's got to have. All right, I'm sure he'll be looking at that all week on film. Isaiah Wynn, if we're going to be a smaller player, when we get out in space, we better lay some fucking wood on those corners. Put some goddamn hurt on those corners. If you get a guy half your fucking weight lined up, oh, fucking plant him, bro. Plant that motherfucker. Jacoby Myers, Dorsett, starting at wide receiver. Myers got a ton of time, ton of action. One play, fucking third and eight. I mean, third and long. It's a shitty spot. Not what the Pats are looking to be in. Brady goes to Jacoby Myers deep. Pats are in their own end. Myers just stopped running. What the fuck are you doing, Myers? Run your goddamn route. Move the fucking legs. I don't know how many times you got to say it. Patriots of all people. If you're making a mistake, make it at 100%. What are you doing, Myers? 100%. Mistakes at 100%. We can't have this pulling up bullshit. If Brady's going to trust you, you got to fucking go for it, bro. Jeez, man. That's just... Can't have that shit. He's been getting a ton of praise in camp. He's been this little darling receiver of the year. We get these guys every fucking year. Or was Malcolm Mitchell. Aaron Dobson. <sighs> fucking Jacoby Myers. Add him to the list. Not impressed with Myers. Very impressed with Dorsett. Dorsett hit. I think he might have had like five comeback routes of over 10 yards. Timing plays. Difficult route. Outside receiver. We all know he's got the downfield speed. I love Dorsett. If he can just hammer, come back route, come back route, come back route, boom. Then he hits you for the 50-yarder. He goes deep, does a little double move. I think Philip Dorsett is going to be a huge key in this offense, but Jacoby Myers, I'm very glad we have Josh Gordon back. I don't love what I'm seeing from Myers. I'm not buying the hype. I'm selling Myers right now. Rookie punter, Bailey. Oh, Belichick was jizzing in his pants when he saw this kid on the field. First punt up, fumbles. Excuse me, the Titans fumbled the punt. Beautiful. Second punt, plants it inside the 10-yard line. Bailey's looking money. He gets that ball so, I mean, you heard him say it. He gets the ball higher in the air than anybody else. I mean, I'm just sitting on my couch eating popcorn for, feels like 20 seconds waiting for that ball to come down. This kid, he's got a fucking boot. I mean, nothing against Allen, but yeah, this kid's cheaper, and he punts better. Love Bailey. Love that move in the offseason. Sony Michelle. Holy shit do we need this kid to stay healthy. He is looking fast. He's looking strong. Kid's a fucking Goliath. Sony goddamn Michelle. It was tough. I mean, Dorsett had some nice catches, but when you just looked at that offense as a total, as far as weapons and what Brady was giving the ball to... It wasn't a lot of intimidation across the board. Sony fucking Michelle was intimidation. He was the one guy stuck out by far as the scariest motherfucker on that field when we were on offense. Also interesting, Sony Michelle ran it. Rex Burkhead ran it. Bro Set ran it. Every running back seemed to run it. They did this toss play, but then the running back pretty much cuts it and runs it up the A-gap right between the guard and center. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Gets the defense shifting. Gets them on their toes a little bit. They don't know if it's going outside, going inside. Looked great. Love the play. 
I'm expecting to see that a lot because I think they ran it like 10 times. Looked good. Two for two on third and short with Michelle. Goddamn love that shit. Punt returner. Barrios? Nope. I thought Barrios was turning. I thought Barrios was looking awesome on punt returns. Turns out it was the other white guy we have on our roster. Olszewski? 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 I don't fucking know. But that kid's returning like a motherfucker. He's doing, I mean, he's Edelman 2.0. Welker 3.0. Kid looks incredible. Troy Brown 4.0. Shout out Troy Brown. All-time greatest patriot. My favorite patriot at least. Olszewski though, yeah, beautiful. I mean, he's 10 to 15 yards on every punt return. Looking awesome. I don't know if he's going to make the team, but... Definitely a practice squad possible player. Looking beautiful. Love to see that. Um, we had ugh, Ben Watson did get hurt. That was unfortunate. That's sad to see. We do not have depth at tight end. Tight end is a huge issue this year. I don't know what's going to happen on tight end. Kendrick got hurt late in the game. Ben Watson got hurt. Oh, yeah. Not looking great. It was encouraging to see Brady. He was kind of big dickin he like he knelt down when when watson got hurt just stayed in the medical huddle the whole time i don't really know what that was about but i guess brady knows what he's doing fucking stretching him out or whatever bullshit he was trying to get him to do usually players kind of hang around for a second and as soon as the medical team gets there they get out brady was like in ben watson's face as the medical team was trying to assess him that just not important but that was just really strange to me i did not understand that Burkhead, again, Burkhead got a ton of reps on multiple tight end sets where they're clearly running the ball, goal line sets. Places where you would expect Damian Harris, the third round bell cow back to be played, it was all Burkhead. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand that. I guess they just want to get Burkhead a bunch of reps, give him looks. Harris got a bunch of reps last week. I guess is what they're thinking, but I was really hoping to see Damian Harris with the number ones. It was all Rex Burkhead. All Rex Burkhead. That was a little interesting. I don't know if that's going to carry over into the season or not. The tight end Izzo. I don't even know his fucking first name. I mean, we all knew that fucking seam route. The throw by Brady. The catch by him. Ooh! That looked fucking good. That was a beauty to see inside the 10-yard line. Love to see that. That was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Unfortunately... Izzo, or the other fucking tight ends, I don't know who the fuck fucked up, but someone fucked up the formation and we had to call a timeout on the two-yard line. That's not Patriot football. Get your fucking chin straps on. We can't be making mistakes inside the five-yard line. Fucking, we gotta know formations. It's not that complicated. I can't imagine the goal line formations are that fucking complicated. Get in your goddamn playbooks. It's week three of the preseason. The regular season is here. We cannot have formation fuck-ups on the two-fucking-yard line. That's ridiculous. Unacceptable. Great hands, great round on the play before. Then you get fucking all high and mighty all up on yourself. Figure the fucking play out. Get on the line. Run the next one. We didn't have points on the board yet, and they're fucking celebrating. I didn't like that. Do not like to see that. Thank God for Devlin. Smashes it in. We call the timeout. No big deal now. No harm, no foul. But the regular season is here. The regular season is here. We can't have that fucking shit. None of that shit. I do love to see little sidetrack. Rob Nankovich is horrible as a sideline reporter. He's just bad. I loved him as a player. I think we all loved him as a player. He's a horrible fucking sideline reporter. Zolak, not afraid to dump on him. Keep that shit up, Zolak. Zolak just fucking 
dunks on Ninkovic because he fucks up all the time. He sounds like me on the sideline report. Zolak's an amazing, amazing color guy, and he just fucking dunks on Ninkovic, and I goddamn love it. It's so fucking funny. All right. We got a lot on Stidham. First before Stidham, Encore commercials. Whew, they're so great. I get so cheery. I mean, it's the most classic, basic casino commercial you could ever imagine. You got the dun 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 classic casino music. You got fireworks. You got free cars. You got all the staff running through the casino, holding up wedding cakes. It's fucking, ah, it's so corny and cheesy, but we live in Massachusetts. We've never had that before. I don't know why. It just always puts me in a good mood when it pops on. Love the encore commercials. Keep that shit up. Nice little jolly. All right. Jared Stidham. I told you he sucked. I know he sucks. Guess what he did in the preseason game three against the Tennessee Titans? He sucked. Once again. First read, beautiful. Second read, doesn't know what to do with the fucking ball. Unbelievable. I'm just going to run through a couple plays that he had. First, second read he had to go to, throws the ball in the dirt. Next one he had to go to, pretty much throws an interception to the linebacker. It was a low ball. The linebacker dropped it, but essentially threw another interception. There was one play, one play. I got to give him credit. Looked amazing. Dorsett was doing one of those comeback routes like we talked about. He was nailing. Myers looks to the comeback route, doesn't feel comfortable with it. Dorsett was on the outside to begin the play. Jacoby Myers was in the slot. Stidham looks to the comeback route, doesn't like it, looks inside, nails Jacoby Myers on a little dig, little out route and sit from the slot. It was a beautiful play. That was a beautiful read. That's how you go to the second option. First is gone, second, boom, throw, hit him, first down. Gorgeous. That was the only time he's done it. This is the only time he's done it all preseason. That's the only time he ever done it. College, professional, probably high school. It's the only time he's ever done it in his fucking life. We need a lot more of that. It's one time. Not encouraged by it. Every other time, just staring down the first receiver. He's getting balls tipped and batted at the line. When he hits him, I mean, he's going under center. It's just predictable. Under center, he had a couple plays where his three-step drop hit the first guy. Where he's doing a little quick out, where he's doing a slant. Those plays look awesome. He takes three steps, boom, boom. Ball's out of his hands, into the receivers. Get a nice little four or five-yard gain. That's Patriot West Coast football all goddamn day. Because that's the first option. Like we said, Stidham drills first options. He loves first options. But <laughs> defense is going to figure that out in the regular season. That's not starting quarterback material. So... I mean, it's nice to see, but you need a whole fucking lot more. And that's the thing. When he's under center, he's doing that three-step drop shit, or he does play action. That's it. Or we run it. We ran it like 80% of the time when he was under center. And then every once in a while, we'd do a little quick quick three-step, or they'd eventually run the play action, get him a little more time, get some guys up. But again, he comes out of the play action. He's looking at one receiver, one receiver only. And that guy ain't open were fucked out of shotgun deep passes a lot of deep passes looks to the first read drills the first read oh first read's covered scrambled scrambled fuck oh shit sacked great oh shit oh fuck interception oh tip ball oh throw it away oh fumble 
I mean, there's a couple times he's scrambling out of the pocket. He got the ball slapped. We're on like the 25-yard line. He scrambles because the first read's covered. Fucking D-lineman slaps the ball out. Turnover. The 25-yard, the fucking red zone. It's essentially red zone. You can't fumble on the opponent's 25-yard line. The fuck are you doing, Stidham? Jesus. I mean, this, uh, it just looks like shit. It looks like shit. You got to be able to go to a second read. I don't know how many times I got to fucking say it. It's ridiculous. He looked half decent in the two-minute drill, but that's because we're every once in a while, the first read 20-yard pass is open, and he'll drill it, or we draw a penalty, or he'll take off and scramble for 15 yards, and all the DBs are tired, and they're losing separation, and all the DNs are tired, and they're not pass-rushing as hard every time. So, yeah, he looked decent in the fucking two-minute drills when people played shit defense. I mean, okay, he's good against shitty defenses. You can't cover a first read. Great. Fantastic. The fuck out of here. Stidham sucks. There's so much talk about how we're just going to keep Stidham and we're going to cut Hoyer. I want to win a fucking Super Bowl this year. So I'm praying every night that TB12 doesn't go down with anything. But if he by somehow does, we cannot put Jarrett Stidham in the fucking game. Get the fuck out of here. Brian Hoyter better be on that goddamn roster. Or he better be on a practice squad. Or you better be sleeping overnight in Belichick's office. So that if some, by some godly, unfucking, I don't know, whatever, Tom Brady goes down, we can ring him up and get him. We cannot let Brian Hoyer go to another roster, another NFL team. We need him. If he's not a part of the 53-man roster, he better be living at Patriot Place, ready to get signed. <sighs> We need Hoyer. Need Hoyer. Jared Stidham is not a Super Bowl winning backup quarterback. No fucking chance. No chance. That's pretty much all I got. Little injury. Like I said, Van Noy got banged up. King. That was really the saddest one. King got rocked on fucking special teams. I don't know too much about this guy, but from the way they were talking about him, he looks like a little Slater 2.0. I mean... The whole fucking bench came running off. I mean, the injuries really suck. You really hate to see them. The one silver lining in them, this Patriot team seems to be pretty cohesive. Players came off the bench. I mean, probably like 20, 30 players came running to the other opposite side of the field to see King go off in a preseason game. That I think that says a lot about the locker room. Also led by Michael Bennett first-year player, guy we're hoping to get some production out of. To see Bennett, I mean, we had his brother Martellus here, who was always a great guy while he was a Patriot. Michael Bennett leading people off the field because a special teamer gets injured. <sighs> Again, you just, you hate to see King. I mean, that was a tough scene to watch, but I mean, it is nice to see that the locker room's close. That is one thing. One thing they got me real fucking fired up. Put that aside. Hope everything, hope King gets back here eventually. Love to see him in a Patriot uniform next year, if not this year. Number 80, Steven Anderson. I got fucking pissed. This fucking, he's playing full, I guess he's a tight end. Probably won't make the roster. But we got two goal line sets. He lays two fucking money blocks. Just crushes some fucking traps. Oh. Lays some fucking wood. Get nice rips on the run. He gets injured on the second block he makes. Again, 
buries the fucking dude. Pancake goddamn city. But he gets hurt. Unfortunate. You don't you don't want to see that. What does the TV crew do? They didn't say a goddamn word about it. They flashed the... I mean, they purposely didn't talk about it. They immediately cut to face shots of Tom Brady and Belichick. And I don't even know who else on the fucking side. Like, zoom in face shots of Patriot people on the sideline. As soon as AD got hurt. Steven Anderson goes down, putting his goddamn guts on the line. Putting his heart on the line for a fucking job that he's probably got no shot of making. He gets hurt. And he gets zero credit for it? Zero. They actively rob him of credit for putting his body on the fucking line for this New England Patriot organization. Do you know what they talked about while he was on the on the field worrying about whether his potential job, his career was over? Pretty big moment in a person's life. They're talking about fucking Arby's. What the fuck? I like Zolak. I like Bob Sochi for the most part. But what the fuck? What was going on there? I mean, unless Steven Anderson is a fucking rapist and murderer, what the fuck are you doing not talking? Actively avoiding. I can't make this as clear. As soon as he went down on the field, the cameras immediately cut to the sideline and they start talking about fucking Arby's and fucking deli meats. The fuck out of here. That's insulting. That was really revolt. That's just fucked up. I don't understand I do not, I can't possibly comprehend. They didn't whisper, oh, number 80 got hurt. Never mind saying the guy's name. They couldn't even say number 80 down on the field. They said nothing. They cut to the sideline in the middle of a series, don't address any of it, and then when the next play is ready to be snapped, they just go back to an act like nothing fucking happened. The fuck? That was fucking offensive. If I was in Steven Anderson's family, I would be, I'd have a broken fucking TV. That was fucked up. That was real fucked up. I didn't like that at all. <sighs> That's a shitty way to end it. I really had to get... <sighs> that was fucked up, man. That was really fucked up. That bothered me. That really bothered me. It's a shitty way to end the podcast, but... Fuck that TV crew. Fuck Sochi. Fuck Zolak. Fuck whoever else is in the production crew. I mean, it was calculated it couldn't have not been calculated like it was so blatantly obvious that they didn't want to talk about i don't understand it for a seventh tight end on the depth chart like i don't know what they could possibly have against him or they just think people aren't interested like fucking a bro this guy just hurt himself trying to make a career trying to accomplish a dream making it to the nfl in the second half of a preseason game how many fucking viewers do you have 20 the fuck out of here you can't guy can't zoom in say look at this guy look at this guy fighting give him a little shout out you give him nothing gave him fucking nothing again after he laid out two fucking titans just buried the motherfuckers does yeah i don't fucking like that didn't like that one fucking bit <sighs> fuck them andrew luck retired Surprising, shocking, listen to part of my take, listen to Pro Football Focus, ESPN, The Ringer, Bill Simmons. Everyone's shocked. Nobody saw it coming. It's fucking boring. I mean, this is the most surprising and least interesting retirement 
or just news story in a while. I, I mean, that's everyone's take is like, wow, didn't see that coming. The most scandalous things like Adam Schefter reported it before he was supposed to. I don't what boring. I don't want to talk about it. He was hurt forever and he got really sick of it. So he retired. Can't blame the guy. Hopefully he comes back coaches. Love to see Andrew Luck again. Seems like an awesome dude, but pretty boring for like such a shocking and surprising story. Really pretty boring. So not going to talk about it anymore. All right. We got college week one coming up and we'll talk about that. We'll be betting on it a little bit. And we got the Steelers. Steelers coming up, baby. Oh, you know these titties are getting high. Football season's fucking here. Let's go!